Good evening, Lehigh Valley, and welcome to the Lehigh Valley Business Beat. This is Sally Hanlon. I'm your host this evening, and I have with me in the studio tonight uh, two gentlemen that I really think you, especially if you're a family-owned business, you want to hear what they have to say. But before I start and let them introduce themselves, what I'd like to do is give you a little bit of business background, business facts, based on the Census Bureau. There are 6.1 million employer firms in the United States. That was in 2018. And firms with fewer than 500 employees accounted for 99.7% of those businesses. Firms with fewer than 100 employees accounted for 98%. So according to the U.S. Census Bureau, and this again is 2018, family firms comprise about 90% of all business enterprises in North America. So for family-owned businesses, to be able to pass the business along to future generations just doesn't happen as often as one might think. According to Inc., uh, second-generation businesses have, and this figure changes depending upon the source, but Inc. says 60% failure rate, while third-generation businesses have a fail rate of 90%. And there's another statistic that gives it sort of the opposite, uh, 40% second-generation and 12% third-generation. But I want you to take a moment, you as a listener, as, as a part of a family, think about some of the family issues that might occur in a family-owned business communication, misunderstandings, perceived favoritism, all of these things, and you add that to the business mix, living and working together 24 by 7. Many family businesses, they don't have a lot of outside time because it's a small business running as a family business. So there are family disputes that may come up, different understandings and the vision. Some don't have a formal culture. They just sort of developed and their structure is sort of piecemeal. Formal training, expectations, how do they even get to the second generation is a real question. So I have two gentlemen with me this evening. Tom Garrity, who's managing partner of Compass Point Consulting and founding corporate partner for High Center Lehigh Valley. And with him is Scott Berkey, who is managing director for New Markets of the High Center. So welcome, Tom. Thank you, Sally. Good to be here. Nice to have you back on the show. Yes, it is good. And Scott, we worked together at Meridian years ago, right? Years ago. So it's great to be, to be back with you, Sally. Yeah, well, thank you for coming up. I mean, you came a little bit of distance to be here with us tonight, so really appreciate it. I would like it if you both could give our listeners a little bit of background on who you are, what you're involved with, and then we'll get into the family-owned business part of it, starting with you, Tom. Sure. So again, thanks for having us here. I started Compass Point back in 2003 as a family business consulting firm here in the Lehigh Valley. And today we're a lot of, most of Pennsylvania, some uh, Maryland, a little bit of Delaware, uh, New Jersey, New York. So we have kind of that core of mid-Atlantic. Family businesses somewhere between five and a hundred million in revenues. Uh, and they're multi-generational that, you know, they really are, they care about trying to get to the next gen, whether that's internally with family members or, or key execs that they're going to try to move the business. And I got here because uh, I grew up in family business and uh, started to recognize some of the, the big challenges that go on, as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a Venn diagram that shows three domains of the family business. You've got ownership and you've got the family and you've got the business. People live in different component, different parts of those domains, or in some of those domains, obviously over intersect. Right. They overlap with one another, and that's where some of the real challenges come from. And I'm a family guy. I really believe in family, and I think that you know if we can make family businesses work well, the family is going to work well. 
So uh, that's what we're about. Great. Thank you. And Scott, tell us a little bit about your background, what led to this, and then we'll get more into the High Center a little bit later. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sally. Thanks for having me here as well. So yeah, my career, as you mentioned, started in banking, spread to telecommunications, and, and I worked as a COO for a family-owned company for about seven years. And we were in fast growth mode, um, really entrepreneurial leader, starting as, as Tom alluded to later, building some of the structures to grow. When you do the like six or seven acquisitions in that fast of time, it's like you just start to really get beyond your skis sometimes. So I really found that it was so valuable working in a family-owned business because decisions get made quick. There's just a whole sense of family with the employees. So I really love that experience. And each of my former employers had a piece of that um, as part of their kind of DNA. So it's always been about like sort of giving back to the community, family related. And um, I ended up getting introduced to the High Center while I was COO for Rhodes Energy in Lancaster. Um, and that just gave me a great taste of what the center does. And, you know, fast forward eight or nine years later, here I am helping to lead an expansion in the new market. So it's been a great ride. Great. Great to have you here. Thank you. So let's start with a little bit of history, Scott, on the High Center, which was founded 26 years ago in 1995. Why, who, how? Yeah, it's a great question, Sally. So um, it was founded by Dale High, Chairman Emeritus of the High Companies. So um, folks made out of this High Steel, High Concrete, and High Hotels. And Dale was a graduate of um, Elizabethtown College, and he just kind of looked across the landscape with some other local business owners, and they realized there were gaps servicing and supporting family-owned businesses. So uh, that group came together, led by Dale, created an endowment, which founded the High Center for Family Business through Elizabethtown College. And the college's uh, motto is educate for service. Okay. So for Dale, it was really easy to think about giving back. So he created it. And um, you know, we went through a journey where you know, for a bit of time, we were focused on sort of just starting to grow like we talk a lot about businesses do. Phase two, we were doing a little bit of consulting work, which we don't do anymore. And now we're just wholeheartedly focused on our member companies and growing the center and providing the support and resources to help them, as Tom said, get to that next leg, that next leg of the journey. Okay. And the Lehigh Valley is your first expansion outside of Lancaster, York? Um, I would say, yeah, York was our first step out, which isn't far. It's part right. of Lancaster County, a little bit of an offshoot. But um, this really, through Tom's guidance and leadership, has been our first step into more of an expansion market and Berks County as well. And I grew up in Berks County, so that was kind of a natural bridge, especially come, come to the Lehigh Valley. It makes sense. Lancaster, Berks, York. Okay. Yep. So, Tom, what did you find attractive about this model? I know that you're a community networker. You've been involved in LVEDC. You've been involved in the chamber. You've been involved in a bunch of organizations, peer networking, etc. What was it about the High Center that attracted you and, and you felt that this was important to bring to the Lehigh Valley? Yeah, you know, th these are known, the High Center is known as a family business center, and these are located across the country, typically affiliated with the university. And uh, the first time I, I went to one of the events in, in uh, Lancaster, the, the attendance, the, the who was there, and the networking, and the, the the sharing, and the camaraderie that went on in the room was, I go, that's what I want to have in the Lehigh Valley. You know, as a family business owner, and having been in family business myself, it's so hard to share anything, right? You're, you're almost embarrassed. Nobody else has these problems, or I should know everything. Right. And when you start hanging out with other family business owners or other next-geners or other non-family members that are in key exec positions, and they all have the same common challenges and uh, the learning that can go on and sort of the permission of, oh, oh, we're stuck like that too. What did you do? I just said, that, that's what I want to build here in the Lehigh Valley. We can bring this model 
and uh, in you know sort of the, the classic adage of all boat all boats rise with the rising tide. We help raise this tide, and the family businesses rise with it. That's just in the end, it's really good economic development. Uh, but I'm I'm convinced this will this will help family businesses work better. That's okay. the bottom line. They just will work better. They'll be more healthy. Pretty much every family business wants to grow. They want to figure out succession, and they want some arm harmony. Yeah. And and that's what really is an outcropping of being a part of this organization. Well, the business really has to grow as the family grows because if you're going to have more people on the payroll, you're going to have an you need more to grow. mouths to feed, Sally. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. right. Interesting. Now, in the Lehigh Valley or the greater area that Compass Point is in, family-owned businesses are not necessarily just small businesses, correct? I mean, they can be any size. It doesn't have to be 100 or less or 500 or more. Or right, exactly. I think a lot of people, you know, sort of the connotation is, well, it's all mom and pop. And mm-hmm. and that's great, too. There's, They are. Some of them are t- classic Main Street, let's say less than a million dollars. But our core market being, you know, 5 million to 100 million, that's 25 to 500 employees. And that's really the 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 basis of most of the businesses in the economy. I mean, I shouldn't say that. In the smaller area, the smaller, less than a million, that's vast majority of businesses. But there are a lot of businesses in that that core, like I say, 25 to 500. And and again, the unique challenges of, of dealing with the family and the fairness of, uh, you know, let alone <laughs> your kids, but what about the cousins and what about the aunts that get involved and the uncles and just all those challenges family-wise and then we got a business to run, and and we've got an economy that we're dealing right. with, and Absolutely. we got COVID, and you know all the Supplies challenges in any business, yeah, <laughs> supply, supply chain. chain. I mean, yeah. huge challenges, and uh, so yeah, as you said earlier, um, the statistics are they vary, but probably about 70 percent of all businesses out there are family businesses, and that includes some really mega large like Walmart and Cargill and some very, very large family businesses. Wow, very interesting. So, Scott, tell me, what does the High Center offer to its members? What What is the, the value that is given by being, besides the interplay and the networking that's done, what mm-hmm. else does it offer? Yeah, great question, Sally. So what we look at is there's kind of three areas we've found that we really focus on. And the first part is awareness. So like Tom always talks about, and we talk about, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So as a business owner, you, you interact with your family, your coworkers. You might have some, some you know, sort of other networks you work with. But So we've got some survey products we work through with folks in the very beginning as they come on board as a member. So that helps them get awareness to kind of what's what's working well, maybe where some gaps are with our leadership team. And then we talked about education. So we've got our speaker series. We bring in nationally recognized speakers to the market. They'll be here live in the Lehigh Valley. Um, so we're excited about that, getting back to face-to-face oh, and yes. you know, not Zooming with people. So, <laughs> um, so Renee Rodriguez, for example, is coming up on November 3rd, and he's nationally recognized. He's been one of our top-ranked speakers, done coaching for CEOs of companies, politicians, very well-known. So that's a one piece. Of, but the, the other piece that I've really found a ton of value out personally, and we see it, and Tom and I were in a peer group this week with folks, this idea of application. And so that's the idea of bringing together a group of peers, um, CEOs or key executives, non-competing businesses in an environment where everybody signs confidentiality agreements. And frankly, we share everything and they they share everything from financials to any kind of major issue or challenge they're facing. So it's those three pieces that really help. And I think that's the secret sauce of the high center. It's not just one of those. They all work congruently together to give owners and families the, the tools they need to succeed and be stronger. Yeah, so the, the range of issues that could be shared in something like that. 
are amazing when you think about the family dynamics, the business dynamics, employee dynamics. And the personal dynamics, right? Yeah. You know, just uh, your, own, your own challenges as an owner, as a, as a matriarch, a patriarch, um, health issues, all that stuff that when you're at the top, we all aim to get there, and then we get there and go, man, it's lonely up yeah. here. And who can I talk to? And again, sort of that almost embarrassed that I don't want anyone to know that I don't know. Right. Of course, the irony is, is everybody's messy. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> got stuff going on. And it's incredibly powerful to give that a voice and then start to work with it. Kind of, it, it, it loses its power over you. Okay. And listeners, we're going to be taking a short break, and I really would like you to give some thought to this and stay with us because we're coming up with more information, especially about what's going to be happening here in the Lehigh Valley within the not-too-distant future. So we are talking tonight with my guest, Tom Garrity, who's managing partner of Compass Point Consulting and founding corporate partner of High Center Lehigh Valley, and Scott Berkey, who's managing director for new markets for the High Center. We are talking about the support that is available to family-owned businesses in the Lehigh Valley. Stay tuned. This is Sally Hanlon of Lehigh Valley Business Beat. We'll be right back. Celtic Fair, celebration of Celtic music and culture, from its roots in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Brittany, and Galicia, to its branches in Australia, Cape Breton, Canada, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and the Lehigh Valley. Music, interviews, and a weekly culture calendar, every Thursday from 7 to 9, here on WDIY. Galactic Travels brings you hour-long soundscapes of electronic, ambient, and space music. That's Thursday night at 11, right here on WDIY Allentown, Lehigh Valley Public Radio, 88.1 FM and WDIY.org. Many choices, real voices. Welcome back. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Lehigh Valley Discourse this evening with our guests, Tom Garrity, managing partner of Compass Point Consulting and founding corporate partner of High Center Lehigh Valley, and Scott Berkey, who's managing director for new markets for the High Center. And we're talking about High Center Lehigh Valley, which is a new organization that has recently expanded into the Lehigh Valley for family-owned businesses, but it's a little bit more than just family-owned businesses as well. So I'd like you to stay tuned and listen as we talk about more of what the High Center Lehigh Valley will offer. And Tom, I'm going to go to you first because you have been so involved in peer groups and all sorts of things and understand family-owned businesses. Why is this important? What does this offer? What have you seen happen? Because you've had a few meetings. Yeah, so we, we have launched, and uh, we've got 11, 12, 12-member yeah. yeah. companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we talked about earlier, one of the offerings is are these peer groups, whether it's a CEO group or a, a key exec group. We had a CEO group this past week, and one of the CEOs presented an issue. That's typically the, the format because that's where the real value comes from because now the peers in the room – can start to offer feedback, ask questions, probe a little bit deeper, get the, get the CEO to think, really get them to think about their thinking. And in this particular topic, the, they're looking at an acquisition and, and in the midst of it and a lot of moving pieces. 
And then we've got family members who uh, are, are part of that whole equation. And as he sort of just threw it out on the table and was really wasn't sure of his direction, the feedback that came from the other owners in the room was he couldn't have bought that feedback. It, was, it made him stop in his tracks. And I, I, I said to you earlier, I think one of the big values out of, the, out of either its peer groups or if it's in our uh, breakfast series when we do these speakers and, and these family businesses come together, it gives them a chance to slow down. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to slow down to speed up. You've got to have time to think. And when you hear people either share their story or you share your story, yeah, the insights that begin out of that and begin that part of the journey then for you uh, is invaluable. So, Yeah, it is. And, you know, one of the things that I go back to sort of my business training and, and experience is that it's so hard, I think, as a leader in a business, family-owned or not, you think that your employees just pick up because you know where you're at. So when your family is wrapped around that, they've got to know what's going on because they live with you and they work with you. So that's great to slow down and, and let them really think through the issues. Very incredible. Scott, so give me the total picture mm-hmm. for High Center. If I'm interested and I'm listening, I become a member, what's available to me, how all does that work? Yeah, I mean, Sally, what I would say is if you're listening and you're a business that's over $3 million in revenues and you're starting to scale and you're looking for resources, we should have a conversation. And that could be privately held as well as family-owned. So when I say privately held, we're starting to see a lot of family-owned companies transition to um, employee stock ownership. Okay. And so the High Center kind of broadened its approach a little bit further because we needed to to evolve with with our members. So... You know, I would say that's our sweet spot, and it's really $3 million to way over $100 million. So if you're in that space and you're listening and you're looking for, um, I'd say, you know, the part we haven't talked about, Tom, is the, you know, the peer groups are facilitated by um, local well-known experts from our corporate partners. So they're firms that people would recognize in the Valley, and those folks are in the room, and that expertise is coming right through in our peer groups. So I think that's a huge value. I think Tom's hit on the fact that when you get to network with other C-level, family-owned, privately held folks, at our events, that's really helpful as well because you just get to you get to kind of meet up after the events and you get some time together. And I think the last piece, and it's usually the first piece, but I, this idea of have you really done a look see at your own organization? Have you done a yeah. survey? Have you you know I even say have you done best places to work? Like if you haven't done those kind of things, like we've got one or two survey tools that will really help you think about our best practices. And maybe you're thinking about making that transition or an exit. We've got an exit planning tool that gets you thinking about is your business ready. Are you ready emotionally? Because that's usually the biggest part when folks transition their business. Uh, and is your team ready? So those those are a couple of tools. So I think those pieces all coming together. Um, if you're out there and you're driving along thinking, boy, I could just really benefit from some of those insights, we'd love to have a conversation. Yeah. The other thing I think, you know, a lot of the boomers are the, the leaders in these companies, and they're getting tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and especially after the last year. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so to have some exit planning, which we all know has to occur, it can't be on the minute, it's got to be several years in advance, but to have that kind of resource available to help you think through. And in that planning, I was just wondering, do you also offer a way to unhook the leader from the organization so that the next generation can really do what they have to do? Well, again, I think that that's some of the things that would come out, uh, whether it's in the peer groups or in the speaker series. Uh, but definitely, that is that point is well made. I are a boomer. I'm, I'm, I'm totally on the same page of what you're talking about. 
it's one of the big challenges. Um, they haven't figured out what next chapter looks like. Right. Not sure if I can live without a check from the business. Those are all the kinds of things mm -hmm. that are going to be discussed and, and uh, brainstormed in best practices that other family businesses, not just in this region, but nationally and internationally, that you come and learn about. Uh, Scott had mentioned earlier, you know, the, the businesses that get involved in this, they're, gr they're growing. They're scaling. They care about having something more than just a lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But if that's all you're looking for, this probably isn't the organization. This is an organization that says, we want to grow, whatever that looks like. We know we're going to have, we have more mouths to feed. We're bringing <laughs> our next gen and all of a sudden it's not me and my husband, my husband and I anymore. It's the kids. And if it's third gen, it's the cousin federation. That business needs to grow and it needs to be profitable. And again, sharing best practices with other families of how they've done that and the governance around that and who gets to be the president and, you know, what's the executive team look like and what's ownership? You know, I talked earlier about those three domains, ownership and uh, working in the business and the family. Just because you're in the family doesn't mean you're going to be in ownership. Right. Uh, right. Just because right. you're in ownership doesn't mean you're going to be working in the business. Same. And all of those different perspectives are part of the ecosystem. And when, you, when you're stuck in the middle of that and you don't have anyone to turn to, it's confusing. It's frustrating. Words get missaid, words don't get said, <laughs> yeah. stories get made up. Yeah, all of those things. That's the value of being a part of this membership. You're going to be around other peers going through the same challenges in the same soup and learning from one another and growing. Yeah, and Sally, I, I just want to jump in quick. I think sure. to add to Tom's point, what we see from a lot of the current member companies is the CEO will get involved in a C-level peer group. And then they'll look at the key exec group and say, I got to get a couple key execs involved. And so what you find is, especially for someone like me that facilitates four or five peer groups, you see everybody processing similar but different issues at different levels. And it lifts, as Tom said, it lifts the company up. So what, what also is exciting about the high center, it is not really for one individual in the company. Okay. So it can be for the C-level. So you know, if we've got a key exec group, um, we've got CFOs, COOs, we've got um, VPs of operations, VPs of sales. They drop into those groups. Again, they're non-competitive, so we can put them in a group with people that aren't in the same industry mm -hmm. and have that conversation. They won't be in the same room with someone else from their company, giving them the latitude to have some conversations they may not normally have. Oh, that's so, fascinating. So I think so. that in the event, I mean, so this is more than just a single point of entry for like a C-level individual. So I think that's a piece we want to make no, sure No, that's clear. a great point. I think the other thing about it, especially in the peer groups and the key exec, a lot of those folks that come in are not next-gen. They're a non-family key exec. Well, they've got a whole nother perspective, and they've got all the challenges of dealing with the owner, dealing with the owner's spouse, the owner's kids, whether they're in or out of the business, the uncles, the aunts. It's a whole nother challenge that they have. Well, now they're sitting next to somebody that's up against the same thing. <laughs> and if nothing else, I'm not alone. But right. more, more than likely, it's like, oh, you did that. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, it's an idea. Yeah. I got a path now. Or the challenge comes up together to lay out on the table. Hey, we need some feedback. How might we deal with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just incredibly powerful to have that group together. Wow. Okay, so the, the responsibilities or the accountability of the member, do, must they attend certain things to maintain their membership, or is it just a – how do you make sure that they stay engaged? Yeah, well, that's, that's my job, right? Coming back to that <laughs> okay. managing director, how do you keep people engaged, including our corporate partners? But at the end of the day, the peer groups is really the interesting part. Um, the peer group itself holds the members, the other members of the group accountable. Okay. So we start a meeting off. We do a check-in around attendance, and if someone's been missing meetings, we'll ask the group, what would you like us to do as staff? Um, and sometimes I was in a key exec group last month, and – 
one gentleman missed two of the last three meetings. And I said, hey, do you want me to go have a conversation? They said, if he doesn't show up for the one that's coming up in October, yeah, we need to. Because if you're not there, the group loses continuity. Right. And you don't build the trust that doesn't create the environment where you can be open, right. candid, transparent. So it doesn't happen that frequently, but that's where our, we come in and try and bring people back into the fold. Okay. And, and, and all those peer groups, you know, to make note, they're all live and in person. We don't do hybrid. We don't do Zoom. Like you are in the room with the group, you know, socially distanced as we can. But we got through the last year and a half with some virtual, but we're back face to face since June. Okay. All right. I was going to ask you how you managed to do that. Yeah. Now, the events that are coming up, Tom, um, Scott, who wants to talk about what's the, the speaker, sure. Renee? Yeah, I can take that. So Renee Rodriguez coming up. Bear Creek Mountain Resort. He's on November 3rd, starting at 8 o'clock. It'll run to 1130. Uh, if you're interested, you know, again, my information will share again before the show ends. Come as a guest. See what it'll, see what it's like. Um, see who's in the room and see the caliber of speaker. So we're excited about that. We've got a panel discussion coming up in January. I think it's the 26th of January. Uh, Warden Professor is going to facilitate it with Bush Beans, Hatfield Meats, and the folks from Her Chips, um, Her Foods. So we're really excited about that. That'll be, again, probably at Bear Creek. Um, and then okay. we have Sima Dahl coming in May. Uh, she's going to be a great speaker for us. And that we have a date. I don't have that date offhand, but that'll be on our website as well. Now, for our listeners that might not know who Renee is, I know that you said he's an advisor and he works with a lot of large businesses and politicians. What is his background? His background, he's a well-known coach, um, advocate. He's worked with CEOs across the country. He's worked with politicians across the country. Um, his website is C. Renee Speak, um, so you can check it out. He's on our website as well. Uh, he's been, I think, on a scale of 4.0. He's been a 3.9 rated scale. for. Uh, he's been a very high rated speaker for us in the past. And he uh, he did a session for us on how best practices of a great Zoom presentation back in the day of Zoom. <laughs> but um, but we're happy he's going to be back here face-to-face. And he's high energy, and folks will leave. He's, he's going to talk about harnessing the power of courage. So I think it's going to be an exciting topic. And um, again, he's a great, he's just a great speaker. And how do I come as a guest? Uh, hey, come on, come as a guest. Just, I'll get you there. Come on <laughs> okay. We'll invite you to join us, Sally, for <laughs> okay. sure. We're going to have to wrap up very shortly. I'd like to just ask Tom or Scott, let Tom first, any comments you've gotten from the members so far that have joined and experienced the peer groups that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, again, the, the, the challenge is... Kind of going back to your question before of um, how do we, how do you know, is there a requirement to be a member? Do you have to come? To the peer group, yes. To everything else, there's not a requirement. But it doesn't work if you're not, right? I mean, it's taking advantage of it. And that's Scott's and my job and the High Center's job is to create great content that does attract people and does help them be, you know, help their businesses be successful. If we've got transition going on, we're doing our job. Yeah, so I can think of uh, the peer group before the owners sitting down with me afterwards had a really big challenge with a key exec. Company's growing, trying to figure out what they're going to do next. The input from his peers gave him a path forward of which he was completely stuck walking into the room, you know, paid for his membership. I mean, he's he's just in peace of mind, right? We all feel like that. When you've got so much riding on something and you finally have clarity of the path, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I can do that and uh, and get on to the next piece on your agenda, whatever that might be. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been been very valuable. Okay, and Scott, just we have time for one. Can, does anything surface to your mind that you've heard that you'd like to share? 
Yeah, I would just say that to Tom's point, when people leave a peer group and I get an email afterwards and they just say, like, it was so helpful to have a group I could talk to, I could present an issue. And again, we've got a framework we give people. So it's not like they just walk in and go, this is my issue. And the framework really starts to unpack it. And it always closes with, so so Sally, everything you heard from your peers today, what's the one thing you're going to do when you go back to the business tomorrow? Oh, good. And so the accountability is we ask them at the next meeting, okay, Sally, so how did you, what did you do as a result of our conversation with your peers? So that accountability is something that um, can be really helpful for those people at that top level that don't always, don't always have someone asking them that question. Right, keeping them accountable, of course. (laughs) For sure. Well, we've got to close, unfortunately. So listeners, you're going to have to go to the websites to learn more. Tom, do you want to give them yours and Scott yours? Sure. So website is compasspt.com. And if you want to reach me via email, it's tgarity at compasspt.com. Okay. And Scott? And for the High Center, it's that easy. It's thehighcenter.com. And people can reach me at sberky, S-B-U-R-K-Y, no E, dot E-Town, E-T-O-W-N, dot E-D-U. Okay, great. So thank you, Tom. Thank you, Scott, for being with us tonight and sharing this valuable organization that's coming or is already at the Lehigh Valley and and plans to grow. I'd like to thank James Johnson, who's our news and information director. And listeners, most of all, I'd like to thank you for spending time with us on Lehigh Valley Business Beat. This is Sally Hanlon.